wind it up. Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? Hogan comes back. What the fuck are you doing? He got me all flabbergasted. Where does he come up with a thousand holes? That incessant whining. Get up against a chain link fence and rake yourself across it. This guy went to flash you. You are dead, crooked. Rice cake on, baby. This place is apropos. You really agitate us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Nitro Mania podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host, and man, I really see things turning around for Nitro Mania in 2018, man. This is episode 27, which means that there is now one episode for every percent of dark matter in the universe, one episode for every proton in the nucleus of a cobalt atom, and again, if I recorded one episode a year, which would be stupid and will never, ever happen, there would be one episode for each year between Pennywise's appearances in Derry, New Hampshire, which isn't actually that far from here. I was just in Derry about a month ago for a concert, but that's besides the point. Two weeks ago on Nitro, we weren't actually promised anything for this week on Nitro that I recall, and I uh, would really consider the idea that we'll see more of the booty man more of a threat than a promise. Either way, I'm sure something will happen involving women's footwear and more annoying drama between Lex Luger and Sting. So, I guess we should dive in, huh? It is Monday, March 11th, thanks to that week off for the Civil War documentary, 1996, and we are live from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. This is the Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum. We will return to this venue in almost exactly two and a half years for Fall Brawl 98, but other than those two events, nothing else has been taped for television here. We get some fun animated Nitro logos in the aisle as Eric promises us the brand new television champion, the Road Warriors versus the Nasty Boys, and a, quote, highly anticipated, much talked about six-man double strap match, unquote. Whatever the fuck that is. Heenan explains the strap match as a lumberjack match where everyone has straps. I still have no idea. Mongo talks about parents who beat their children, and we go to our first match. Hacksaw Jim Duggan enters as they show us a little girl in the crowd who does not give a shit. His opponent is the Giant. Uh, as the Giant enters, Bischoff tells us that old Hacksaw comes from a long line of Irish taped fist champions, whatever the fuck that means. We're less than two minutes into this episode, and I'm already completely confused. Bischoff and Mongo express their continued amazement at how large the Giant is and the bell rings. Hacksaw goes on the offensive, and Giant doesn't sell any of it. Meanwhile, there are two groups of four guys who are each holding a banner that says, Call Brian 1-900-288-PILL. You can try that number if you want. I doubt it still works. Bischoff mentions that something's going on at ringside and then mentions that it looks like Brian Pillman. Bischoff runs to ringside and Pillman, who is actually there, almost climbs over the barricade and then gets escorted out by security. Boy, howdy, I cannot wait to see how this angle plays out. Anyway, back in the ring, somehow this match is still going on. Hacksaw just tried to bite Giant's nose off. Bischoff sends out get well messages to Jim Duggan Sr., as if in 1996 Jim Duggan's parents would still be alive. 
Duggan then gets in his three-point stance, charges at the Giant, and clotheslines him right over the top. Giant lands on his feet, however, and goes right back on the offensive. Duggan gets knocked out of the ring by headbutting the Giant, and then, while he's out there, cannot find his roll of tape to tape his fist, so he peels the duct tape that's holding the floor mat down and very sloppily uses that instead. Somehow, this makes his fist powerful enough to knock the giant down, which leads Jimmy Hart to jump on the apron to try and take the tape away. This is enough of a distraction to allow the giant to choke slam Duggan for a three count. What a stupid match. Duggan's gimmick, apparently, is guy too stupid to remember to tape up his fists before the match starts. Let's go to commercial. We come back for the surprise debut of the Steiner brothers. They ride motorcycles down to the ring. Eric tells us that the Nasty Boys have been taken out backstage. What a fucking tragedy. And he wants to find out who did it. They're on their way to the hospital, so the Steiners will be taking on the Road Warriors, one word, instead. I hate it when they promise us one match and then give us a completely different match. You know what that reminds me of? You remind me of a washing machine. You really agitate us. Back from commercial after the entrances for the bell, I still don't know why they can't just have the entrances in the start of the match in the same segment. Scott Steiner starts the match by repeatedly overpowering Hawk, but Hawk counters an attack on the top rope and hits a diving clothesline to go on the offensive. Scott Steiner is rocking an absolutely glorious mullet here tonight. Scott hits a butterfly suplex and tags in Rick. Hawk then tags in Animal. Animal takes the offensive with power slams, hip tosses, body slams, and elbow drops until Rick takes over and just beats the crap out of him, including a top rope belly-to-belly suplex. Rick tags in Scott, and Scott hits Animal with an overhead belly-to-belly before putting Animal in the tree of woe and then choking him from the outside. Rick tags back in and does some kind of manipulation to Animal's face. Uh, Bobby Heenan then calls Rick's headgear earmuffs. Scott tags back in and puts Animal in a camel clutch until Hawk finally comes in and kicks Scott in the head to break it up. Rick enters and puts Animal in a chin lock and then rakes his face again. They then start talking about the lumberjack match, and Brain says that they moved the barricades back six feet to accommodate all the lumberjacks. And I don't think that's true. In fact, I'd say... You made that up. Bischoff runs down the uncensored card, and only one of these matches has been talked about on Nitro, the Chicago Street Fight. Also announced, Eddie Guerrero fights Conan for the U.S. title. Colonel Parker will take on Medusa. You heard that correctly. And something Bischoff calls Doomsday, a four-cage match where apparently Hulk Hogan has to fight his way through Arn Anderson, the Taskmaster, Lex Luger, and Ric Flair. Boy, howdy, I can't wait for that. Also, Luger is in the street fight and the Doomsday match. You don't want to put maybe the giant in there? Anyway, Rick Steiner takes the Doomsday device, speaking of Doomsday, and Scott breaks up the pin. Steiners then tease a Doomsday device of their own, but they get interrupted. A weird little sequence ends with all four men down in the ring. We then get a very stupid spot where Scott hits Hawk with a Frankensteiner, and Rick completely stops working on Animal in the corner so Animal can break up the pin at one. The match ends shortly thereafter, after Animal clocks Rick with one of their spiked armbands, and Hawk pins him for three. So yet again, the Road Warriors have to sneak out of victory when we're supposed to believe that they're the most dominant team on the roster, because one half of the tag champs is shit pants afraid of them. 
I'm starting to believe less and less that the LOD are an actual threat, and more and more that Lex Luger is just dumber than a bag of hair. Mean Gene... Pull up your socks and get ready. ...is in the ring with the Steiners. I don't know if I'm ready or not, but I'll tell you, I could not believe what I saw. I'm sure the replay is going to show something. Scotty, uh, what's your sense of what just happened here? You know, Mean Gene, we've been hunting the road warriors for four years now, and we left the United States... Because we were waiting for the Road Warriors to wrestle us. Well, now that we're in WCW, we're coming here for the Road Warriors. And the way you won tonight, Road Warriors, is a disgrace. Well, you remember this day. Wait a minute, Scott. I'm going to interrupt you. Because you set the tempo. You set the tone. And the way I see it, you have a problem with us. It starts with us and ends with us. Okay, the point I'm trying to make, the Nasty Boys, as you know, originally scheduled here, and all of a sudden you guys come in on a pair of Harleys. I mean, this was a little unexpected. I didn't know anything about it. Like I said, me and Gene, we came where the competition was, and it's right here in WCW. Road Boys, you haven't seen the, right, the last of us. All right, uh, Rick, I hope you're gathering yourself. You took a, a decent shot there. Hey, we come here to wrestle, to do what we do best. What do they do? Bring something in the ring to hit me with it. What is that? Well, I don't know what it is, but I'm certain it's something that is going to be addressed by officials here at World Championship this Wrestling. This ain't the end, Mean Gene. This ain't the end. I got the feeling, indeed, it is not the end. And it certainly is not the end of WCW Monday Nitro. Stay tuned. We're going to be back here on TNT. I'm glad that Scott Steiner was as unintelligible in the 90s as he was in the 2000s and beyond. Also, apparently this isn't the end. We come back for a reminder that we are just two weeks away from Uncensored, which means that our special supersized Uncensored episode is coming right up quick here. So be sure to keep listening to Nitro Mania to find out who my special guest will be for that episode. Enter Alex Wright. He's facing the new TV champion, Lex Luger. Wow! Who is now a double champion. We then get a very, very creepy ad for the WCW hotline. Words cannot do this ad justice, save to say... Mean Gene Okerlund dressed as a diner waitress. Please, please go back and watch this commercial and then tweet at me at NitromaniaPod to give me your thoughts on it. I just got the willies just remembering that ad. Sorry. Alex Wright starts off on the offensive against Luger. Bischoff then tells us that since Jimmy Hart signed Luger on for the Doomsday Cage match, Luger is not participating in the Chicago street fight, and that Sting has to find a new partner for that match. That is fucking idiotic, since Lex Luger is the only reason that match is happening in the first place. Whatever. Anyway, Luger is on the offensive now. He hits Wright with a gorilla press slam. Luger poses and bounces his titties at the crowd a little bit, then attacks Wright in the corner. Irish whip across, and Wright hits a cross body. Wright gets sent back into the corner and tries for an up and over, but gets caught and slammed to the mat. This is a title match, by the way. As per usual, Jimmy runs out and causes enough of a distraction to win Luger the match. Luger pretends to be pissed at him, but poses for the crowd all the same. Your bizarre main event is next. Flair, Anderson, and Sullivan, accompanied by Elizabeth and Woman, as Bischoff again says, six-man double strap match, as though that's a phrase that means something. 
Booty powers enter, and just like two weeks ago, it's a brawl right away. Leading up to this match, we were told that both Giant and Loch Ness are going to be lumberjacks, and what trouble that would cause for the faces. This is immediately negated as Giant and Loch Ness quickly just start fighting with each other and then disappear. The lumberjacks, by the way, are wearing flannel, just in case you were curious. Now the lumberjacks are just fighting with each other. Kimberly then enters with roses again. Bischoff thinks she has a thing for the booty man. Oh, God, that's two Ghiblis in one show. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) there's no way that I can even recap this match. It is just utter chaos. Six guys all fighting in the ring. 25 guys all fighting outside the ring. I see one long strap, typical of a strap match, thereby negating the double part of this double strap match. And now Hogan is fighting with the Lumberjacks. I assume this ends by pinfall, but I literally have no idea. Bischoff then tells us that this is the type of match where Randy Savage shines. And I can't disagree. I'm sure that everyone here has listened to the WrestleMania 3 episode of WrestleMania Salvation and has heard Sal tell us the epic double strap lumberjack intercontinental title ladder on a pole cage match between Savage and Ricky Steamboat. The match ends suddenly with a leg drop on Ric Flair. Uh, that's it. No build toward anything, no near falls at all. The only pin attempt that happened during this shit show was the finish. Bischoff tells us that Hogan is back, as though he actually went somewhere. Hogan chases the heels to the back by himself, and Mongo says this. <laughs> He's going to chase them back in the bedroom, uh, back into the locker room, and whip them till they get their clothes on. Looks like we know what Mongo's fetish is, folks. We have to listen to Hogan's theme song for far too long before Bischoff sends us to Mean Gene in the ring with the losers who were chased to the back. Literally, the faces were in the ring when we went to the replays, and then all of a sudden the heels are back. I'm not going to subject you to all of this promo because it starts with Kevin Sullivan yelling and his voice is just the worst, but Arn Anderson reads my mind saying this. Now, nothing that happened here tonight even vaguely resembles professional wrestling. Anderson then promises to kill Hogan and Savage at Uncensored. Gene tells us that it looks like Hogan and Savage dominated the match from start to finish as though it was at all possible to follow anything that just happened. Flair demands that Hogan and Savage come back out. Gene cuts them off and sends it back to the desk. Bischoff says that those guys had better be careful what they wish for. Heenan tries to explain Doomsday to us one more time, and Flair storms commentary to Eric's dismay. He doesn't actually do anything this time. He just screams, Hogan! Savage! A couple of times, and we go off the air. I am really not sure what to say here. I always like when we get new faces and we got the Steiners here tonight. We got Alex Wright versus Lex Luger was not a bad match for sure. The opening match was garbage and the main event was garbage. So I guess this episode of Nitro could best be compared to a KFC double down where the shit is on the outside and the stuff in the middle wasn't completely awful. 
If you go back and watch anything, I'd suggest the tag match just to see the Steiner's entrance on the motorcycles. And one of them, I think Scott completely biffed the cue and tried to drive through the curtain instead of waiting for the stagehands to take it off the stage. This episode of Nitro holds a 5.64 rating on Cage Match and held steady from two weeks ago with a 3.2 TV rating. <clears throat> All right. Over on Raw, the 150th episode of Monday Night Raw, which was live from San Antonio, Texas. Steve Austin, still accompanied by Ted DiBiase, but now officially going by Stone Cold Steve Austin, fights Savio Vega to a double countout. They then brawl until Savio hits a spinning heel kick and Austin hits the floor. We get a video from earlier tonight, so I guess before the show started, of Mark Henry press slamming Jerry Lawler in the ring. We go back to superstars for more on this tag team tournament that does not appear to actually be for anything specific. The last first round match is apparently the Bushwhackers. Yep, versus the Body Donnas. We are then supposed to hear from Roddy Piper, but we get Goldust instead. We then get a WWF store ad for an amazing WrestleMania 12 denim jacket. Undertaker and Diesel on one sleeve, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels on the other, and a huge... WrestleMania 12 logo on the back, plus the limited edition number on the top front left of the jacket, because surely you would want to display that for some reason and not just print it on a tag inside the jacket itself. This jacket can be yours for three easy payments of just $22.95. Roddy Piper enters as we come back from the break, and he calls Goldust a fruitcake. He also calls himself a lesbian. That actually happened. Piper accepts the backlot brawl challenge for WrestleMania. The Godwins then defeat a couple of jobbers. We then get a training montage for Shawn Michaels, then a training montage for Bret Hart. Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeats a jobber after being announced as the Ultimate Warrior's opponent at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's two jobber matches in a row. Then we go to Scheme Gene, who gives us a training montage for the Huckster and the Nacho Man, who gets his bald spot filled in with spray on hair. And in your main event, The Undertaker and Yokozuna... Yep, defeated Owen Hart and the British Bulldog by disqualification when Vader attacked Yoko again. And again, Ahmed Johnson and Jake Roberts make the save, or at least attempted to. Jake didn't bring the snake this week, so the heels had nothing to run away from. Meanwhile, Diesel has apparently lured the Undertaker outside, but we go off the air with no further resolution on that. This episode of Raw has a 3.75 rating on Cage Match, and its TV rating was down from last week at a 2.9. So, that does it for another episode of Nitromania. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm not sure I did. They didn't promise us anything for next week, but as I mentioned before, next week is the go-home Nitro for Uncensored, so you'll get my big announcement as to who my special guest will be for that episode in two weeks. I do hope you listen to all the shows here on the Rundown feed, the aforementioned WrestleMania Salvation, which dropped the WrestleMania 8 episode with special guest Jason last Monday. WrestleMania 9 is coming soon, and then WrestleMania 10 will feature yours truly. That's me. There's a new Rundown sit-down coming up very soon that Jason announced on last week's episode of The Rundown that I'm very excited for. If that didn't drop yesterday, then it should come out sometime very soon. I also hope you all enjoyed last week's Best and Worst of 2017 Rundown episode, again featuring yours truly, that's me. And of course, Troy has NXT Revisited and Glow Stick for you as well. I would also hope that you give a big listen to all the other shows on the Questionable Endeavor Network over there at questandnetwork.com. I apologize for how terrible I am at remembering to post these Nitromanias on the big blog over there. But there's tons of other content about tons of other topics that you can check out, 
including this fine show. Hey guys, William Rankin here from the New Blood Rising podcast. Just wanted to uh, give a little bit more background about our show here on the Questionable Endeavor Network. We are a timeline-based pro wrestling podcast, a nostalgia podcast in a lot of ways because we look at past eras of professional wrestling and try to find either either missing nuggets that we never saw before or maybe we re-examine things that we thought were once excellent that maybe aren't so much anymore and vice versa. We go through a variety of different seasons. We've gone through uh, Vince Russo era WCW. We've gone through the Invasion era of the WWF. We've watched every single ECW pay-per-view and talked about them. We've even gone through the Undertaker's streak, his streak at WrestleMania and basically all his WrestleMania matches, even beyond the streak. Spoiler alert, he lost at some point. And we talk about it. So that's who we are. We're the New Blood Rising Podcast. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. We're on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Please drop us a rating and review on iTunes. And please continue to subscribe to this on the Questionable Endeavor Network, as well as many of the other fine podcasts here. If you'd like to support myself, Troy, Jason, and Sal monetarily, you can do so by making a one-time donation at paypal.me slash rundownwrestling, or you can sign on as a patron for just five bucks a month at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. Becoming a patron gets you access to special patron-only bonus episode. Yeah, I know it says episodes, but we're still working on the second one. If you want to see me live and in person, I can tell you that I don't have any dates here in the month of January, but on February 3rd, I'll be at Liberty States Wrestling in Peabody, and on February 24th, I'll be at Lucky Pro Wrestling Homecoming in Clinton, Massachusetts. I would love to hear your feedback on the show. You can reach out to me on Twitter at NitromaniaPod, like I mentioned before, or by email at NitromaniaPod at gmail.com. And with that, I bid you all a fond farewell. And I do hope you'll return next week for another bootyful episode. I am so sorry for that. Of Nitromania. Nitromania.